Hello everyone, welcome to Behind the Scenes in Health podcast. This podcast is a show where we have set out to find out what happens behind the scenes in the healthcare industry with focus on Nigeria and Africa. A lot of persons do not have an idea of the sheer grit and determination that goes on with building in healthcare, especially in Africa. My name is Ronald Kelechi, very popularly known as Dr. Ron. I am a medical doctor with a postgraduate degree in clinical anatomy and currently pursuing another in health informatics. I'm interested in healthcare technologies, innovation, informatics, and health content creation. I run MRI Medic, a company focused on helping healthcare companies tell their brand stories. Join me on the podcast as I interview and have chats with experts across the healthcare space, including players in health tech, seasoned clinicians, finance experts, and generally healthcare professionals who have veered off the practice. It is my hope that with this podcast, we will shed light on some of these gray areas and hopefully inspire the next generation of healthcare professionals one conversation at a time. If you have enjoyed the podcast, please share widely within your network and social circles so that others can also enjoy these beautiful conversations with you. Enjoy the podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the show, Behind the Scenes in Health. Today we'll be having a chat about how healthcare workers can build a great brand on Twitter. And this episode was made possible by InCulture Agency, a health-focused social media agency in Nigeria. So our guest for today is one of the seasoned experts in the healthcare social media space, Dr. John Afam. So as a bit of a background, John Afam is a social media manager, medical doctor, currently training as an anesthetist, and also the team lead at InCulture Agency. He has more than six years of experience managing social media accounts, running social media campaigns, building and moderating communities, and also designing engagement and marketing strategies for local and international brands a majority of which are in the healthcare industry. He founded InCulture Agency with other seasoned social media managers to optimize the processes and ensure excellence. Since its inception, InCulture has been successful in providing consulting services, as well as managing accounts and running campaigns for a diverse range of clients across a variety of social media platforms. From the large multi-specialty hospitals, both in the public and private space, uh, he's managed accounts and campaigns for associations like NMA, ARB, and recently health startups, as well as online pharmacies and personal accounts for healthcare influencers. His opinions are highly regarded in conversations around health, digital technologies, and social media, and is a regular guest on panel discussions and roundtable conversations. His thoughts and opinions have been featured on the BBC Nigerian Tribune, to mention but a few, and he tweets regularly from his account at Dr. John Afam. So it's a pleasure to have him in the studio today. Hello, Dr. John. Uh, Good evening, and uh, it's good to have you on the show today. How are you doing? Oh, hello, Dr. Ron. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm doing very well, thank you. Very, very well, thank you. you. Know, at some point, I thought you couldn't uh, come on again, but I'm glad you're, well... you're here <laughs> on the show. <laughs> so that's that's the interesting thing about uh, pursuing multiple fronts. But yes, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad 
that we are able to do this or we are able to do this. Actually, a pleasure. Pleasure yeah. to be. Thanks again for coming in. So uh, today uh, we're going to be discussing uh, how to build your brand on social media as a healthcare professional, and uh, you're one of our big guns. On <laughs> so it's a good thing uh, you're here with us so that uh, others will also uh, learn from you. So without wasting time, uh, I'd like to start by asking, should medics, when I say medics, now I mean healthcare workers in general, the nurses, doctors, uh, lab scientists, everybody in the healthcare space, should they be on social media? Should they be on Twitter? If yes, why? Okay, so I mean, this is clearly the obvious place to start because I mean, you can't be talking about how or why you should build a brand if we can't establish why, like why. The, the first reason is, should we be there in the first place? And then before we start talking about how to optimize. So yeah, it's definitely a good place to start. Um, I think it is a really good idea. Um, let me, I will put an early disclaimer and say, yes, I also understand that not every, <laughs> not everyone will want to do social media. Not everyone is interested in maybe update, um, uploading either that content or elements of your life or your work or your opinion not everyone's interested in that but yeah. i generally think it's more of a good idea than it isn't for a vast majority of reasons to be honest um the world is social now a lot of things that a lot of persons do a lot of our own personal lives uh well have some inclination towards the social media um, we spend, everyone spends a significant amount of time on some form of social media, whether it's Facebook, whether you're just scrolling Instagram, whether you're replying your contacts on WhatsApp, everyone spends a significant amount of time on social media. So that's yeah. the first point. Everyone is on social media. Next point is, should doctors be on social, or should health workers be now, be health workers on social media, which is now the second point, which I still think also is a really good idea for a number of reasons, because... If everyone is on social media, I mean, they're already connecting with people. They're already having these conversations. They're already, all these things are already happening. It's not really a should we be as much as why are we not? Because the, the health conversations are going on on social media. It's a big part of our day-to-day -day life. And these things, by extension, affect. Like, you go on social media, you hear all the conversations that people have about, oh, I had this ailment, and um, this happened, or I had this... People are talking about health on there. Like, where better or who better to help guide these conversations or guide, ensure that we are getting the adequate conversation than, I mean, health workers on social media. So, um, like I said, a variety of reasons. We're not going to run through all of them. But, yeah, everyone's on social media. It's a great place to exchange information. People consume information in a lot of different ways nowadays. And the truth is not everyone's going to come to the hospital. Not everyone is going to browse or read it somewhere. And how do we even determine the credibility of what people read? Like, you're a health professional. I'm sure most of the persons listening to this, you've seen some really ridiculous takes on social media. Yeah, and everybody's a doctor. <laughs> yes, yes. And even outside social media, in other forms of digital media and print media, like, you see some really ridiculous takes in even high-value or blogs and all that. And then at some point, you need to have this in, um, information stream. Social media is great because it presents that way of two-way communication. You can talk to your doctor. Your doctor can... It's a lot of things, but overall, to highlight some of the most salient points, 
everyone is on social media. Social media is already already a big part of our day-to-day -day lives, our day-to-day -day existence. So it only makes sense that, I mean, we understand the, the impact that this has in our lives. And again, who better to talk about health? Who better to drive the conversations about health? Who better to to streamline persons so better to educate the general but we are not healthy until all of us are healthy i mean that's yeah, what people teach us and all these things so who better to drive those conversations than health workers and what better to drive these informal conversations that are already a big part of our lives than on social media so yeah, yes like, <laughs> I, I totally agree with you jerry you know uh for me, it's uh, it's like you said, it's very important. Uh, we need to be there to guide these conversations because a lot of persons come on, you know, post uh, content that you know is actually false, and you know, a lot of people don't even do their double check. Yeah, a lot of people don't double check the information they are getting online. They just run with it and all of that. Remember when uh, Ebola time, you had the uh, WhatsApp messages flying around. People oh, yes. <laughs> that was salt, so bit with salt and all of that. That actually caused more harm than yes. even the yes. virus we're trying to uh, <clears throat> combat there then. Another right? thing about misinformation it actually even makes like regular information now harder to process because if everyone believes that oh a is the cure for this when you're coming to tell them that oh more is not to it's now harder for me to just <laughs> accept it just because i already know that this is the answer so it, it's it's really an endemic that should be tackled on many fronts and i think social media is one of those ways that we can do it yeah so for me i for me personally i i think i like the area of debunking healthcare myths uh sharing healthcare content and generally guide you know healthcare conversations and you know with the advent of uh, twitter spaces now right oh, it's yes. more interesting you know you have rooms full of people uh companies coming on to host different spaces anchored by doctors and nurses and all of that so it's really beginning to um add up. Yeah. yeah so then another issue is that find when you come to Twitter, because uh, our discussion is actually focused on Twitter, right? Mm -hmm. you, you find a lot of medics on Twitter. Fine. I know we have people who just want to catch crews. You know, <laughs> they, don't, they don't even want to identify as healthcare professionals, right? But again, <laughs> you have the ones who are actually healthcare professionals and they want to identify as healthcare professionals. But they just don't seem to be getting it right. What's the way forward? What's what are they doing wrong, and how can we get around okay. this? All right. So I I reckon this will form the bunch the bulk of our conversation today. Um, I actually have some notes. It's a few things. It's a few things. I'm going to imagine that this will be like a crash social media course. <laughs> 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 how many things? Because the truth is, it's a myriad of factors determine social media success a whole lot of factors social media like one of the things the same way we talk about how ubiquitous it is now how it's everywhere um it has evolved to a point that even like the most the smaller elements are now highly competitive they are not let me not get ahead of myself <laughs> we are going to discuss a few things a few ways that everyone can instantly up their twitter game but i think one point that we missed in the last discussion is Yes, we talked about social media, but I personally am a very big fan of Twitter. So I'm just going to say a few things that make me personally like Twitter. Why I feel like it's a really great place for medical professionals, 
or other persons to like build a personal brand before we now talk about optimizing. So for persons who are not already there or persons who are uncertain about whether they want to get there or not, Twitter is, in addition to all the things we've said about social media and being a great place to share information, to interact with and persons, to debunk health maids, Twitter is especially good for all these things just because of the way the platform is oriented. So because of the quick reshare value, um, yeah. Twitter is the only like that point. Yes, the moment you retweet something, it goes on your timeline. Everyone on your timeline has an opportunity to see it. So lots of other networks do not have that quick reshare, which means, which is one of the reasons why it's really easy to go viral on Twitter, which is also one of the reasons why it's one of the places where information control is really important. Because the moment you have, let's say, something which is untrue going viral, the chances that even the the myths to debunk that to go viral is a lot less because yeah. of more than the way the world is. So it's a lot of things. But first, the speed at which information goes on Twitter is really, really interesting. Um, it also um, develops um, avenues for interaction that a lot of other places do not have. Like it's much easier to reply, it's more easier to retweet, it's more easier to interact with other persons based on their comments on other people's um, um, tweets. Like you see someone commenting on a tweet, you're having a conversation with this person based on a comment that's entirely off maybe you people's um, original. So those interactions are very easy to do on Twitter. It's easy to talk to other persons, easy to form little communities where we're sharing this kind of information. Really, really easy to do. And personally, I can tell you with experience, because I've spent some time in social media game, it's fast, yeah. it's easy to grow on Twitter. Like you want to get a couple of followers quickly to um, have a niche or to build a personal brand. Where you get those numbers fastest is definitely on Twitter. And then this could now serve as a springboard to, oh, you want to do some other social network, you want to build a list, you want to develop a community. The point is, it's 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 great to do. It's easier to do on Twitter than anywhere else. So why do not why do people not get it right? I mean, if it's easier, I mean, why is it now so difficult? So is an it irony? <laughs> <laughs> so I'll highlight a few things. Um, first is the profile. The profile in its entirety. Profile ranges from a lot of things from. What your bio looks like, what your handle looks like, your header picture, what's the bio on your page, how does your account overall look, what kind of images are you putting out? So when we think profile in this context, let's not just think the bio and the handle. Think of, oh, when you see this person, if you're going to put an image or a persona to this person, what would that persona be like? So a profile is just, oh, it's, it's more complete than that. Again, we'll open that up in a few minutes. Next, we'll discuss the profile and then discuss content. What are you giving out? Because the truth is, people have to follow you for a reason. Because one of the most essential, one of the major things we talk about when we talk about um, building a brand is growth. No matter how you want to see it, you want to see numbers. You want to know that, oh, you have a few more numbers than the others. So content. What content are you putting out? Because people have to follow you for a reason. Are you sure that you're meeting, like the profile is there, are you sure that your content is meeting the people that you're trying to meet? Your profile cannot be, oh, this young person who really doesn't care about medicine, and then you're teaching younger doctors how to excel in medicine. Like, there's just that disconnect that really doesn't go. So that's another thing. 
we'll talk about that again, open it up a bit more, moving that. So first, the profile, next, the content. Third is the community. Community in this screen ranges from, oh, who are you, who you're interacting with, who's interacting with you, what are you doing to grow both the community that you're building and the community that already exists that you're trying to be a part of. Again, we'll talk about this in detail. So three major pillars, profile, content, community. Profile. Now, um, that's PCC, Abby. I'm just, <laughs> yeah. I'm just okay. trying to take notes too. <laughs> All right, profile, yes. Content, community. And talking about profile, you know, I keep hammering on this stuff. People need to get it right. You check people's uh, profiles. You just see. In fact, you don't even see anything there. I'm like, what's you can't going tell. on? You know? Like, you want people to follow you, but okay, I want to follow you now, but I don't even know why I'm going to follow you. So, it's a lot of things, but now, opening it up, your picture. Like, that's the first thing. Like, people like to see a picture. That's the truth. You're more likely to get a follow if you have a picture than, like, it helps with credibility. Obviously, again, we are going to open as many um we're going to talk about as many things as possible and know yeah. that you can do 10 let's say we talk about 15 elements or we talk about 10 elements you can do three and have a really successful twitter account you can do seven and have a really but the more you cover every base the more likely you are to because i mean we talked about i saw so, someone made a comment I, I made a comment to someone's post and used an on an unusual word, let's be like that. And someone made a comment. I'm like, oh, the only reason I'm going to follow you is because of this word you used. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Like, so there are many reasons why people get to follow you. Like, and there are many reasons why someone who wanted to follow you would not. So we are going to just talk about, like I said, as many things as we can. Profile picture, we already said, or rather I already said, it's best if your profile picture is like a simple headshot because people like, it's easy to relate to, oh, this is the face of this person who's talking to me. Understand that in all these things, it's social media, which means that, which means that, I mean, like, you want a connection with someone. You understand? You're following the, the person because, oh, you like the kind of content he's putting out. You can see an interaction with this person. You like the kind of interactions this person is having. So there has to be that social element. In fact, I advise persons, when you're building or when you're looking to build your, your brand, Look at it more like you're making to make as many friends as possible rather than, oh, you are trying to get followers. Because when you do it like that, it's now easier to actually try and help these people, to give value to these people. So your bio, of your, like you mentioned, it should say what you're on about. It doesn't have to be extremely witty. It doesn't have to be um, too braggy. Just that. But anyhow you want to do it, let me, again, we'll, let's... The person that's trying to follow you know what you're on about. Mine is really simple. Um, I talk about what I do. I put patients to sleep for surgery. I manage social media accounts. Feel free to talk to me about any of these. So it's easy. You come to my profile. You already know that this is what this guy is on about. He's a doctor who puts people to sleep for surgery and manages social media accounts. Simple and clear. You can't, like, so that's an, when you're trying to build a brand, you have to be, again, this is not for everyone. Not everyone wants to build it. Not everyone wants more followers. We've already talked about why it's great to have more followers, do you get? But if you want more followers, give them a reason. Like, people should be able to see that this is why I'm following this person. So, same thing, buy them the, the, the picture, rather, the, buy, the profile picture and the cover photo follow the same principles. The cover photo, by extension, should show um, 
oh, okay, you're a social media manager or you're a doctor and then you have a picture of the backdrop of the hospital or you work in tech, you have a picture of the backdrop of maybe the company you work. Like, it just should follow again. Create as, you see that, you, you, you can see that your favorite influencers or the persons that you follow, you almost have a complete mental picture of them. Oh, this is yeah, the kind yeah. of thing do this is because they give you those elements of their life so you can't be trying to get followers and then be the two you have to be open to that possibility and then represent the brand or your personal brand like i tell people you will you have to start thinking oh it's no longer just a an account it's not just a twitter a personal twitter account it's a twitter account of this person who is this brand i am a doctor who puts people to sleep for surgery and manages social media accounts. That is the so I can talk about oh that I went for a drink with friends on Friday evening. That's still consistent with my brand because yes, I can wind down after a long day. Definitely. I can talk about how work is this or work is that because that's still part of the point. Is there is a when you when you think about it in that context, it now even helps. Oh, this is the kind of content I want to put out because I'm a doctor who manages social media accounts. I can put out content. Or maybe nurses or doctors or other persons who are in this unique niche and are trying to manage social media accounts oh because this is my brand this is who i am i can interact with other health workers and just banter about our life so having a profile you should personally decide this is who i want to be on twitter your bio should reflect that your picture should reflect that your cover photo should reflect that if you have a link to some similar stuff that you've done before your link should reflect that You've written something nice, you've done a project, you're working on a few things. It should reflect that. From there, you now start developing other things. What are the persons that you want to talk to? Again, we are talking about generally optimizing your Twitter. None of these things exist in isolation. No one grew their account without other people. Is it like I can tell you that for free? <laughs> That's the truth. So, you on your own, the moment you're setting up your personal account, you have to start also thinking. Oh, these are the persons that this this how I kind of want my account to be like. These are the persons I'm going to be interacting with, and then you know that oh, you can see the kind of content they're putting out. You can see how they relate with their audiences. Again, we are still on just the profile, and then yeah. from there you are still going to ex from there you now have an idea of this is now the kind of content that I'm going to put out. Like I use myself as an example. I can see, oh, there are other persons who are working in these spaces. So putting out content for persons who are trying to pivot into tech. Yourself, for example, having these spaces and having these conversations around things like this. So, oh, okay, I think that what I can do is to maybe put out more regular content for persons who are balancing their clinical and their digital skills. Put out more content for persons who are trying to grow their Twitter. The point is, because you're very clear about this is who I am, it's easier for you to identify the value that you can give and give that value. If you're a doctor, you want to put out um, everyday health tips, like our very beloved Apoko doctor, please do that. They are like, they are persons who will follow you because they want information like this. It's really valuable information. The point in all these things is be very clear who you are. I'm a young medical doctor who feels like um, the um, information on Twitter, or that we can share health information on Twitter. So I'm going to share health information on Twitter. Like we said, who are the people who are already sharing health information on Twitter? What are they doing? Because they are in, um, essential to your growth. Who are the people I can share this health information to? Oh, I'm going to share it for younger persons. Because I'm sharing it for younger persons, you know that most of their concerns will be around, well, lifestyle, um, sexual health, sexual health um, yeah. alcoholism, like all these 
lifestyle and then you're producing content that they are finding instantly helpful you can't have you can't be a 600 level medical student or a second year career doctor and 70 percent of your followers are maybe persons in that age bracket and you're telling us about um um go and screen for prostate cancer like <laughs> i don't want to know <laughs> like do you get but if you're telling me even if you're awarding that same message and saying oh this is an advice for younger persons these are the things you can do to protect your prostate do you understand however yeah. you tell your uncles and your brother yes i can see a clear so it's a whole thing but then from the profile self you will be very clear about these are the persons are giving content to and then know how to word it and from there we'll enter the next point which is content now producing content as a health worker is a lot of things um i, I did an entire workshop on the peculiarities of of managing health accounts um um in view in how i say it compared to other accounts and i'm just going to highlight a few points first credibility is really big it's one of the things we talked about earlier and said uh, lots of false information lots of very concerning information on there <laughs> and it's it's you cannot be part of that do you understand so your content as a health worker has to be has to be like it has to be the kind of thing that no matter where they put it out you can say yes it's me that wrote that this are the you. yeah so it has <laughs> it has to be very so that's the first your content the, there's an entire research process that goes into putting out credible content and then in addition to the fact that it has to be credible or, or original or authentic or how do you want to share valid I'm, yeah. I'm not i'm using the right word point is it has to be actionable real evidence-based information and then the second point is no one likes medical jargon so you can't even say it like that so part of the things that we are saying about how you have to clearly define your audience, you should now be able to convert this information very credibly to information that your audience can digest. That's part of the value that you give as a health professional on Twitter. Because it's, it's not to go and copy and paste Medscape. Like, it doesn't help. Medscape is already there. Why are you copying and pasting it on Twitter? But when you can extract that information and tell it to a way that I'm scrolling my feed after I've listened to Davido's song, I understand what you're saying. That's it's 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 credible. So make you relatable, right? Relatable. Sports doctor um, Nelson tells stories. You did you said you <laughs> tell stories to tell some doctor. So when you tell like storytelling is an essential, a beautiful part of it. Apropos doctor doesn't tell so many stories, but then you can bite-size the way that you can relatable. Ah, do not close the fridge because you know that there's water in the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy point is it's easy it has to your content has to go in a way so that's another you can't just be putting out content and expect people to follow if they can't consume or appreciate your content it has to come in a way which brings us to the first thing that we said the part about defining your profile if you know who you are and who you're trying to reach it's yes it's easier to now see what others are doing because you've identified what other persons are doing See the kind of content you're putting out. See the kind of questions your own audiences are asking you. Research enough to have credible content and then develop it in such a way that they can assimilate it easily. So it's a whole thing, but content is really king. Like it has to be great. It has to be, it has to be succinct. It has to 
he has to he has to say something it has to mean something to the person saying it so whatever your content is which is something that you're going to decide based on the brand persona you choose to have it has to be you shall know that you have to give value you're not going to grow if you're not giving value people have to follow you for a reason and whatever reason they are following you for has to be value that you're giving them if it's health information is it is it we, no one again people don't even like hospitals so coming to print one big manuscript and then no one is going to read it but are but you don't have time to read again you know everybody's so fickle yes uh, we're looking for violence on twitter drugs so nobody has that time <laughs> actually and then there's so much there's so much distracting or rather competition for our time like instantly there are how many tweets being produced per second everybody wants a piece of the attention pod so relatable content put it out as often as possible do not what your content is, is what your content is do not be too afraid of like whatever community you're trying to build which now will now get us into the third part community know that you have to consistently give value and that there are other persons who are waiting who are who are who wants their attention too? So when we've talked about building a profile, having a definite profile, know who you are on Twitter. There are so many elements to this. We didn't cover all of them, but we covered a few. We've established that you have a good profile. You've gotten to your audience. You know who you're giving um, value to, or you know who you're giving, you're having these conversations with, who you're creating your content for. Next thing is to ensure that, oh, this, con this, this conversation is stays valuable let's put it like that are you regularly interacting with them are you sure that you're meeting them where they want to be met do you understand like it's not enough to just say oh this is how to um, transform into tech this is how to transform into tech this okay i'm now asking you okay i've transformed now what next? <laughs> this and that workshop on how to transform into tech just so you have to when you now get to the point of community at the point you have to understand that you're giving content to people the same way you are on Twitter and then you see this person's information and you want to interact with this person or you see this person is hosting this space and you want to interact with this person's space. You know that point is there is a community. You're giving them content. You have to nurture them, grow with them, listen to their feedback. Oh, we don't like the way you're saying this. We think that we could have a space. Oh, can you throw more light on this? Small questions like that are really, really valuable because... People have said, or rather, even in our personal experiences, I'm sure you've had this experience too. You, a thousand people will see your content or your message. Maybe 10 would engage, one would ask. That one person that asks is asking a question for maybe 700, like maybe half your audience, but no one else is going to say anything. Like the point is, if, if someone says something about, oh, when feedback comes, take it as very important. Because more, more often than not, the feedback will not come. Think about how many times you've given recommendations. It's actually not a very easy thing to do. So anytime you have these community recommendations or you see what other people are talking about in your spaces, in your niche, oh, like, we didn't mention that. Well, I mean, part of building a profile is having a niche, saying, oh, this is the space I'm playing in. I'm playing in the medical doctor sharing health information niche. So what are people talking about? There was a time recently where sudden infant death syndrome was trending on Twitter. Like, obviously, if you're a health content creator on Twitter, that's an excellent time to do a thread. A thread yeah. on... Yeah. Of, S -S ideas uh, and all. Yes. 
Um, well, a tread on SIDS. If you think other people have done that, a tread on maybe other things, other um, 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 childhood diseases or childhood diseases, Yeah. There, there are so many conversations or so many, so much credible content that can co um, pivot from conversations like that, which is the importance of communities. Someone else is already talking about these things that you're talking about. There are already people, the people, the audience that you want, they're already getting their information from somewhere. So ensure that you are talking in these spaces, which brings us to well spaces. So this is a powerful Twitter tool. I really, really like it. You really, really like it because I mean, yeah, so it's really, really amazing and a really great way to grow, a really great way to, and like I say, express um, credibility, express, gain followers, and just have that interaction because there's only so much you can say via text. And then when you just have a space where you can converse, actually share in-depth opinions, give examples, and give so much more information than you can give in such in via text or via tweets, it's actually really beautiful. And then some of these spaces can be really big. And a few persons speak, and then lots of followers can come in from there. So to recap all the things I just said, um, Optimizing for Twitter is really, really interesting. And the truth is a lot of persons have some concerns doing it because maybe they are focusing on one and not on the other. It's important to understand there's a spectrum and all these things contribute. If you have a great bio and you have a great community, you might not have the greatest content, you will still grow. If you have the great, a great bio, you have great content, you're not interacting with as many persons in the community, you will still grow. But you might not grow as much as if, let's say, the persons in the community. Imagine a crocodile. Every time a crocodile, I know. <laughs> like, you just come and see the discussions. You just like, hey, I know. People tell me that. Like, even with, ah, that I saw that you retweeted my tweet to tell people, ah, okay. So, it's <laughs> like this. But then, so you would, so if you have the greatest content, you are in every community, but people go to your page and don't even, ah, are you sure this is this person? I, I saw the handle there, but I'm not sure because maybe your, your bio is not clearly defined or we can't identify you from your picture or from your tweets. People, So each of these elements are important. That's the truth. And when you combine it together, optimize your profile, your bio, be very clear about who you are and the kind of content you want to give on Twitter. This doesn't mean make it all professional, like I always say. Do you understand? Like, it is not out of place for a doctor to talk about a movie or talk about their experience at a party. It is really not out of place. If that's like, these are elements that would even endear you to your community because you are someone that they are now, like they can personally picture. So- yeah, humans before okay. doctors or healthcare workers yes, now. Yes, you are. So to recap, profile, optimize your profile, be very clear about who you are and what, and what uh, value you want to give. Content, ensure that you're giving this value to the audience, ensure that you're giving it in the way that they can understand, ensure that they, you're giving them value. We can say value a thousand times and it will still be valid because value is well valued. Yeah. <laughs> and then community, know that Twitter or social media is not, is not an island. You can't go and tweet one thing, then come back and complain that people did not. How many persons have you interacted with your own? It's not people that have to interact with your own. How many spaces? It's not people, like, ah, I hosted space, but people don't come. Have you gone to other people's space? <laughs> like, so community, understand that it's you're building a community. You have to show up regularly. You have to, like, there's this beautiful thing you can do where you can even schedule tweets. Schedule tweets, come in, 
follow up anyone who replies you reply them because you self you know that when someone reply when you when you have you've done this thought out reply to one guy's tweet like this or what the guy just comes just looks at it ah, just airs you like this ah, brother <laughs> <laughs> so even things like that you get when people comment their tweets too if you see something you like don't be stingy with engagement because you yourself you define engagement like everyone's looking for engagement so don't be stingy with engagement well, Engage a, a, a lot of healthcare workers really I, I i think they don't really understand the the principles of engagement you know most of them just come <laughs> drop drop tweets and disappear you know no, well, and I'm like, brother no <laughs> you guys hustle all of us this street <laughs> yeah I, I told somebody like every day at least follow five people you know yeah. engage five <laughs> tweets retweet five tweets at least at the barest minimum because people are watching like, yes people, yes, people yes. notice when you engage their tweets and yes. by default settings they start engaging your tweets they follow yes. you yeah, and... it's actually really true. Like, the truth is, sometimes we make it really mechanical and be like, oh, this number or that number. It's not really about the number. As much as, it, whenever you receive my tweet, I know. When I, when I interact with you, like, that's why notifications are there. And it just makes sense if this person has been interacting with your tweets. Like, you want to interact with their tweets too. Or you can literally expect it. Like, it's really that easy. So, all in all, profile content communities, I think... Optimize these three things, and Twitter shouldn't be too difficult. Shouldn't be too difficult. Um, I think I, I, I think that's it. Are there any other point I should touch? <laughs> yeah, I, I think you pretty much uh, covered uh, most of the important stuff. And for me, really, I'm I'm very keen on the niche parts. Right? I I tell people you need to define what we should know you for, really. And that you're coming on social media or Twitter to be specific, you must not share health content. You must not, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. you, you look at people like uh, Waka Waka Doctor. Once you hear Waka Waka, <laughs> it's Japan travel that you just yeah. be hearing because that's what he does, right? Yeah. Uh, you see, Aproko, we shall know his health and all of that, you know. <laughs> so a lot of people have defined, and it's easier to create content once you nowhere or what exactly who you are and who you're giving content to once it's once you do that it's easier because from there it's even easier to like develop some form of the community have that feedback mechanism where they're telling you oh can you do stuff on this or i heard about this can you do stuff about it or this is trending like it's just the truth is the good thing about all this because it might have seemed daunting with all the things that we've said is that each of these things compound the more quality content you create the more easier it is for you to get into communities. The more you get into communities, the more access you have to audiences, the faster you grow, the easier it is for you to create content, the more niche your bio and your profile will be, the more recognizable your bio and your profile will be, the more your content will grow, the more the community, like, so everything just helps everything. And my advice, my final advice for everyone is just start. Like, piece together some of the advice we've done here optimize as many as you can and just keep doing it and the truth is no one learned like when twitter came out the first time there was no course on how to manage twitter at all <laughs> that's the truth like everyone grows and after some time people are still saying that oh when you do this this works when you do this so the first thing always to do is actually to just start so do it um there are many benefits to gain from having a personal brand or growing a brand on twitter like, even the fact that we are having this conversation is elements of that. 
Like it's 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 really a lot of access. So just start, get it done, and 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 if you're listening to this, start start growing your Twitter today. <laughs> <laughs> and the most yeah. interesting part, money. Anyway, maybe we'll have a another conversation about uh, making oh, money from Twitter. You know, some people reached out to me. How can I make? Uh, we had you make money off Twitter. I said, guy, you need to start first. Start building the account. Let's let start seeing you. Let's know you before you start talking about money. Money doesn't just drop into your account like that. <laughs> it's so funny, but yes, yes. Don't you put the cart before the horse. But it's really interesting how once you're doing a few things right, the distance between where you are and where you want to be is really not far. But once you just start doing a few things right. Like gone are those days where we had arbitrary cutoffs. Oh, yeah, when you have five thousand followers, you're an influencer. When you have ten thousand followers, you're decent. <laughs> now you are speaking to the right people. You are in the right communities. You are saying the right things. You have your right audience. Or more at any point, see, we'll have that conversation again. Shall everyone today start growing your Twitter today? Yeah, not- yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, uh, John. <laughs> for welcome it was a for pleasure coming, coming online today to talk with us so if you've been listening uh we've been discussing um how to grow your brand on uh twitter as a healthcare professional right and uh, just recap briefly uh find uh twitter is great for sharing information for debunking meets and with the social nature and growing uh Wit and band of uh, social media, we should be there to drive some of these health conversations because we see a lot of quacks and charlatans in quotes coming to hear <laughs> wrong health information. So we should be there to drive some of these conversations, right? Then a few tips on how to build your brand or grow your profile. You need to create a compelling profile, have a good bio. You should have a uh, picture there. You should have a witty or Find header, right? Then you mm-hmm. need to define your niche. What area are you playing? Is it health? Is it health tech? Is it travel? Is it sexual health? Is it sports? Mm-hmm. You need to find out what niche you're playing with and mm-hmm. uh, define the kind of content um, you, you share. Yeah. yeah, and your content has to be valuable. It has to be relatable. And uh, it has to also be engaging because uh, there's a lot of information running about on social media. So people should be able to see you and uh, engage with your tweets, right? Then Mm -hmm. uh, you have to stay consistent, right? Uh, It's not uh, enough to come online. I see you today. I see you three weeks later. I mean, I take you as an unserious fellow. So you have to show up, you have to stay consistent. If it's once a week, if it's twice a week, whatever, just stay consistent, uh, pushing those contents there. And also learn to engage with other people. I mean, it's social. That's why it's social, right? So mm-hmm. you need to engage, uh, like, post, comment, retweet other people. And uh, yeah, grow your community and also watch yourself uh, grow on Twitter. Uh, another day we'll be having a conversation about how to make money off Twitter. Yeah, because, sure. Yeah, sure. I think that's the part a lot of people also want to figure out. But like you said, you can't put uh, first things first, really. So you yeah. need to start first, then True. grow, then uh, the money Most starts uh, rolling, yes. right? 
So yeah. it's been amazing. Uh, John runs in culture once again, and they are focused on uh, managing uh, social media accounts, running campaigns uh, for healthcare brands, really. So that's the area uh, they are working in. Once again, thank you so much, John, for coming. Really appreciate you. An absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. All right. So we see you some other time. Cheers. Yes. Looking forward to it. <laughs> All right. Bye. <laughs> so it's been an amazing conversation with Dr. John, and we've talked extensively on how you, as a healthcare professional or even a student, can build a brand on Twitter. You heard all the tips, you heard all the hacks. So, and I think the best time to get started is right now, really. And uh, like we said, you have to stay consistent at it, right? And uh, yeah, this is the part of the podcast that I, I really don't like doing, you know, saying goodbyes, ending the show. But I mean, we have to go. It's a brand new week. It's Monday. And uh, yeah, you just have to do what you have to do, make money. And yes, uh, my favorite part is my asking you to listen to the show, uh, subscribe to the show, uh, share with your friends within and outside your community so that others can also enjoy these beautiful uh, conversations we have here on a weekly basis. And uh, if there are any topics uh, you want us to discuss or any speakers you want to hear from, feel free to shoot us an email at podcast at mrimedic.com and uh, we'll make it happen for you. So till we see you uh, next week, uh, Monday again, I still remain your host, uh, Dr. Ronald. So once again, have a beautiful week. Bye.